0: Today's episode of InRe is brought to you by IICLE Sponsorships. Looking for an opportunity to get the word out about your firm, your product, or your services? IICLE Sponsorships are an effective way to help you position your brand and gain exposure with decision makers in the legal space. We offer a wide variety of options with our programs, our publications, our website, and beyond. Learn more at www.iicle.com forward slash sponsorships or contact us at sponsorships at iicle.com to begin a conversation about how we can help you meet your goals and exclusively for nray listeners mention code i n r e s p 21 and we will apply a 100 hundred dollar discount to your package Hello, and welcome to Enray, the podcast about all things law, big and small. I'm your host, Christopher Noel.
1: All right. Hi there. This is Chelsea Castro from Chicago, Illinois, lawyer turned psychotherapist on a mission to help you live, work, and feel better. I'm here today, not just as a psychotherapist and a coach, but also as an author with a new book coming out this May 2022 called 50 Lessons for Happy Lawyers. I'm writing it with my co-author, also a former lawyer turned coach, Nora Riva Bergman. And essentially, in a nutshell, this book is all about taking the science and making it easy to apply in your everyday life as a lawyer. There's 50 lessons, and every single lesson has the science backing, easy to read, and a list of practical, easy steps for you to apply that science in your daily life. Thank you for having me back here, Chris. It's always such a pleasure. Let I'm happy to get started.
0: Sure. That sounds like an awesome book, and I, I, I'm Excited to see what kind of cool stuff you have talking about, because we always have fantastic conversations on the podcast, and I don't think today is any different. Um, You know, I think it it was probably a couple of years ago, I remember um, a really stressful time at work, and I remember coming home, and it felt like, I mean, I felt like I was so, I was still so wound up from work. And, you know, a a while ago, I think last year, I kind of mentioned that maybe I would love to talk about this with you about work stress and keeping work stress at work. So Mm -hmm. I was hoping we could delve into that a little bit more. And first off, though, I mean, what is work stress? Because sometimes I don't even know what I'm stressed out about when I'm at work. I just know I feel (laughs) stressed.
1: (laughs) Yeah, it is. It is tough because, whether the stress is coming from something at work or something at home, or just the general vibe of what the world's going through, um, stress is stress is stress. But to your point, it is helpful if we know the difference between a work stress and a home stress, because that helps us cope better. And also it helps us mitigate any potential additional stress that would be added when, to a different area of our life. Like when we bring work stress home to, home to our family and then we create family stress. So work stress is gonna be a little bit different for everyone. Of course, it depends on you know, where you work, how you work, how far into your career you are. But for the most part, I would ask each individual to think about what. One, what first and foremost, what the feeling is. Okay, I'm stressed. Okay, but what's the feeling? Usually, feelings are happiness, sadness, fear, shame, guilt, things like that. Those are like the basic feelings. And if you can identify some sort of feeling, of course, lawyers are going to come up with all sorts of other words for feelings, but to keep it simple, you know, from a psychological perspective, we try to narrow it down. Uh, What is that feeling associated with? What event is that feeling associated with? And if you can connect it to work, you might be feeling fear, guilt, shame, sadness about work. We don't have to know exactly what it is about work, but the connection does matter. So, I understand this is much more easily said than done, but it's a it's a whole lot more than we even do, just not even realizing that we are upset and then you know, fighting about how to load the dishwasher at home is actually you processing feelings of discontent from something that happened in the office earlier that week. If we can connect our feelings with the events, we are better able to create a distance, a psychological and emotional distance between what's going on at work and what's going on at home.
0: Yeah. So how, what, where, how does that manifest? Cause you mentioned just like the dishwasher. I mean, are there different types of ways that bringing that stress home when it, when we know it's not um, a home stress? When let's say we can identify, you know what, I got this case coming up I'm really frustrated, you know, I wish I had more hands in here to help me, you know, I wish I had, you know, things like that. Like, if you just feel so stressed from work, you know it's about work, but when you come home, you can't help but somehow feel the stress. And what are the ways that that, that specific stress can manifest at home?
1: Uh, well, you, I've seen many clients, uh, both coaching and therapy clients, talk about and try to process through how the intensity with which they communicate at work ends up being the same intensity with which they communicate to their family members, spouses, partners, children, parents, uh, not because they want to, but because it's, a nat- it's already like a geared up in them from the stress at work. Uh, we also see people, lawyers, very much so uh, kind of isolating a bit at home, you can make the argument that that's the attempt at uh, not letting other people bear the burden, but actually it's, it's more problematic than it seems to not want to engage with your family uh, because you feel so stressed out. There needs to, it's, it's like we're going from one extreme to the other and neither extreme is helpful. So, people zoning out in front of the TV, isolating themselves in their rooms, uh, being very short-tempered and irritated with their, the people they live with. Um, of course, the, going back to the dishwasher example, um, being easily a, upset about home things that you would otherwise not usually be upset about.
0: Okay. So it, it really, it sounds like it manifests its way as, you know, almost going a little overboard with some of the reactions, maybe.
1: Yes, that's a very nice way to put it. Yes. And of course, you have your standard potentially difficulty sleeping, falling asleep, staying asleep, uh, difficulty getting out of bed, things like that, a change in eating habits at home. But the, the more nuanced ones are about how, you know, those interactions tend to play out.
0: Sure. Are there any specific type of, you know, intentional methods that people can take to identify it, like to really put their thumb on it and say, here's what I'm doing. And and, and kind of that mindfulness of like in the moment, knowing, you know what, I'm speaking to my partner or my kid or my roommate in this way. And I, it's not about the situation. How, how does one kind of do that?
1: Well, it, it is tough, but it's doable. So I have some tools that I can share with you guys, but in the moment, for example, let's say you don't have the tools. You, the idea here is to question yourself. You find yourself getting riled up question before it escalates. Am I, is there anything else that I'm possibly upset about right now, aside from like the kids' room being messy? Is there anything else here? And if if you're someone who's stressed about work, most likely there is something else here. And this serves two purposes. On the one hand, you're trying to differentiate or better identify where perhaps some displaced Anger, frustration, maybe. you, Yeah, it's not great that the kid's room was messy. However, does it really merit the level of emotion? Probably not. So let's see where that level of emotion is actually probably coming from. Two, it gives us an opportunity to take pause and recognize that we have some choice here and how we proceed. And okay. this can be really, really hard just doing it off the bat. What I recommend with the people that I work with is that they at least get somewhat familiar with what, what we call it in, in psychology, cognitive distortions. But in my practice, what I call uh, thinking errors, most common thinking errors for lawyers. So essentially, cognitive distortions, thinking errors, especially those associated with very commonly used by lawyers, they tend to be just easy labels for us to identify some thinking patterns that we might be engaging in that are not helpful. So if we're familiar with like, okay, filtered thinking or mind reading and so on and so forth, just two from a large list, then if we feel ourselves getting upset, you, the automatic go-to should be, oh, am I engaging in one of these thinking errors at home? Okay. And then that gives us the opportunity to go into what we just talked about with the questioning where the feeling is coming from. Um, something much, you know, that's, that's a little bit more higher level. The next level, the, the most basic thing that we could recommend here is actually you find yourselves getting upset, step away for a minute. And even if you can't think through what I just talked about, or perhaps you don't have a thinking error list with you, give it a moment. Set a timer for two minutes as you step away. Let your family member know, partner know, hey, I, I'm i feeling upset. I don't know why, or I'm feeling upset. I, I think I just need a minute. And that gives us an opportunity to potentially pivot. The idea here is to find ways to give ourselves opportunity to pivot and have that awareness.
0: Excellent. Thank you. Yeah, that I... I... And as I hear it, I, I I think of the different ways kind of that, that mindfulness, I know that's a, kind of a buzzword now in individuals listening to this. We have had a uh, recent um, instance where we had an individual who was really well-known or was really knowledgeable, excuse me, uh, on mindfulness and she did a really cool um, presentation. And so it, it is interesting how how especially just that that little some of those techniques can just almost snap you out of it a little bit uh give you and i think we all need that especially now i feel i feel like everyone is so wound up from the pandemic you know what i mean and and oh, sometimes yeah. you're, you're just so nervous or you know like you said it can also come from a place of fear you know that and i think about it when you have maybe a kid or something like that where the kid gets into something and you know it's terrible for them and you're like why did you you know no i'm just trying to keep you alive you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) and so in that moment the stress can come out as anger but it's 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 almost like there's a fear basis behind it and so i think you know that i think that's an interesting aspect too is you have to wonder even though it's a stressor what's what's that underlying thing is it fear is it anger is it what what is it you know what's the worry there
1: Exactly but- exactly um you know we're much more complex than we give ourselves credit for and there's always all sorts of layers to to any emotion that we're experiencing because we can and it can be confusing too for some people there's some there might be something happy happening at home but because you're upset at something happening at work you're in a happy place but you are upset within that happy environment and It can be quite complex. So really honing in on like, what is the actual upsetness here can do wonders for people. And mindfulness, as you know, and your listeners know is top notch, but there are tools like the thinking errors list that can help, you know, serve as a little crutch for us when we need that little crutch to question. So we should always be questioning what is really going on beneath the surface here for me.
0: Excellent. I'd like to talk, since we're kind of talking about this, these kind of tools, um, I'd like to actually segue over to your book. I didn't know, so before the podcast, I didn't know you were coming out with a book, and I'm really excited that you are, because after talking with you so much, I'm like, yeah, of course, she needs to write a book, (laughs) you know (laughs) what I mean? That was yeah, yeah, I know, that was the thing. (laughs) So can you talk, can you go a little bit more in depth about maybe some of those 50 ways Um, that they can expect in in your upcoming book.
1: Absolutely. So this this idea was born out of uh, the difficulty that we all have being bombarded by so much information, and then very little support in actually applying it in everyday life. So we know we're supposed to be doing X and Y and how do you actually fit that into your day? How do you make it practical? So that's the whole idea here. We have each chapter is dedicated to a lesson. For example, there's a lesson that um, I wrote all about listening to music and in the chapter, and let me tell you, it does not take you long to get through each chapter, but in, in the chapter, we go into why music has a positive impact on your brain. So we get into the neuroscience of things and we lay out the benefits supported by the scientific research, like right there in plain black and white. And then we lay out ways that you can start practicing that lesson, practicing those recommendations from the scientific studies in real life. So it's not just, oh, listen to music more. No, it is try this type of music when doing X. And so on and so forth. And how do I incorporate it into my actual, already existing, very busy everyday life? Try doubling what you're doing by inserting music while you're engaging in this kind of practice. So that's just an example. the The topics range. Oh my goodness, we have gone so far into so many areas of science. It's just it's been a really exciting book to to write. I mean, we are covering. The, the science behind using pen and paper, and how that can be beneficial. We're talking about uh, exposure to nature, um, engaging in compassionate behavior. Um, we also go into the science of the difference between well-being and wellness to better educate the reader, and so and empower them in the choices that they're making to better themselves. Because Really, all of these lessons—they're things that are at our fingertips every single day. It's just a matter of giving it a try, and we want to empower the reader to do this one little thing that they know is going to get benefits. Just try the one little thing, and you can. The beauty of the book and how it's designed is that you can flip to any chapter in the book and read it whenever you want. You don't have to read it front cover to cover. It's a, I am feeling, I don't know, I'm curious about wanting to learn more about the benefits of visual art. And so you dive into, okay, how can lawyers benefit from engaging with visual art? And boom, there you go. How do you incorporate it? So you can actually get a benefit, A, B, C, and you're set. And in just a few minutes, you have something that you can apply that very same day.
0: Excellent, that's so cool. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for listeners to kind of check it out, especially because like I said, these are these are real issues that people are dealing with and like, it's really nice. And I see it every episode you're on where people need to hear the, these things need to read about these things too. And it, I I'm like, I'm, I'm over the moon that you have this really cool book coming out. And I think people should definitely check it out when it, whenever it drops. And when does that come out again?
1: Uh, in May of this year, May of 2022, and my, my co-author, Nora Reva Bergman, she, she's just amazing, and she's actually the, the big brain behind all of this. She, she mm-hmm. thought up the concept of how to access, how we can make this more accessible for every lawyer out there.
0: Excellent, and where can they pick up a copy?
1: On Amazon, and then yeah. what I can do, Chris, I'll send you a link to our website where they can get on the list to get the book as soon as it's available in hard copy.
0: Sounds good. And I'll put that in the show notes for anyone listening. Excellent. Well, uh, Chelsea, is there anything I didn't mention that you'd like to add?
1: I guess just that, you know, it can be really tough to compartmentalize that work stress from the rest of your life. So I want to encourage your readers, your listeners to, to also exercise some grace with themselves and have the expectation that it is going to be tough to differentiate work stress from life stress or keep them totally separate. And perhaps part of this is letting our home partners know, whether they be children, parents, spouses, friends, when you've had a tough day, you don't have to get into the nitty gritty of it, but giving them a heads up so that you also have some freedom here. You need to feel the feelings But as we know from prior conversations, there's a difference between feelings, thoughts, and behaviors. So feel the feelings, but don't let them dictate the interactions with your loved ones at home. And that can be mitigated by letting them know, hey, I am feeling X, please give me a little bit of grace if I seem to be having a hard time this afternoon or this evening. So we also need to have some compassion with ourselves because not only is being a lawyer really tough work uh, in, when it comes to our cognition, but it's also tough work emotionally. And then in the times we're in, it's it's really a uh, not just a double whammy, a triple, quadruple, quintuple whammy that we're <laughs> dealing with.
0: Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Chelsea. It's always a pleasure to have you on, and I'm so excited for your book to come out.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Chris. I always love talking with you, and I hope we get to reconnect again soon.
0: Thank you for listening to Enray. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a rating and comment on whatever platform you're listening on, as it really helps us out. If you would like to find out more about IICLE, its programs, or publications, please visit iicle.com.